Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to another episode of Bayou City Soccer. My name is Rudy Segura. Tonight we should have a pretty good episode for you. Uh, we are joined by Cristian Putalias. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back. Another week, another disappointing uh, failure at soccer. Hey, there's no games this week for the Dynamo, so we're good, man. Uh, Manny, it's here with us, too. What's up, Pirata? I'm here, man. <laughs> just here chilling, man. Chilling like a villain. No, it's a bit. Unlike, unlike Chris, man, I'm I'm just chilling, man. I'm not. I'm, I'm bringing negative vibes. <laughs> and joining us again is Joey Chavala. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, guys? Good to be back. So again, man, we have a. We were hoping to have a full house with Dustin and Rodrigo, but needless to say, they can't be here tonight. Uh, so yeah, man. I think the best thing about this week is that there's no Dynamo game. So you know, making a three straight losses could be a little bit difficult. We know that there's a game, um, not this weekend, but two weeks from now, opening the brand new Shell Energy Stadium. You know, brand new. Everything basically. They they should have so many renovations, new seats, new everything to uh host uh in, in interstate rivals Austin FC. But before that, we got to see a game last week, which I think we were all kind of hyped for it. Uh it seemed from watching the first game against FC Cincinnati, the club looked pretty good. I mean, you know, they had their chances, um, they just couldn't finish uh in Cincinnati lost 2-1 you know it, it we it gave us that that uh it just gave us a little bit of hope that the the season has started in in very good terms just to be brought back down to reality against um a very strong new england revolution side but you know before we kicked off the actual conversation of the game i just want to mention that we actually me christian derek and manny showed up uh, to Senate Avenue Brewing Company, man, really cool place. Andrew, uh, the owners, you know, really uh, cool guy to talk to. Super big fan of the Dynamo, and we actually got a quite a few people were wearing uh, uh, Dynamo jerseys and stuff. And actually, a couple people had messaged uh, us on the Instagram that they were looking forward to being there. We got to talk to a couple of the fans, and even uh, Chris Flores made an appearance on the second half of the game. He had he had predicted a 4-0 scoreline, and he got close, man, because he didn't put who was going to score that. But anyways, man, we'll get that started with you, Christian. Um, you know, maybe just your thoughts in general or describe the uh, the game against New England. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure, like, the guys are going to break it down better between Joey and, and Manny are probably going to break, break it down a lot better than I will. But the thing that I have to say, it seems like we were just – uh, not overplayed, but they played better tactically than we did. I don't, I can't think over, not overplay. I can't think of the word, but um, that you know they they knew what they were doing. They knew that you know our midfield was the place to kind of if we if that was to be broken down, then the Dynamo basically had nothing. And if you can make the Dynamo just push on the side of Baird, then we would be lost forever. And it kind of seemed like they did that, right? They they were able to populate the midfield. They were able to break us down a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. When I watch the game with people, I get distracted a lot. 
Uh, so, you know, between watching, you know, talking to people, oh, cause we did also stream live. They, you know, kind of did like a little watch along, you know, with everybody there at Senate Avenue. Um, so it was kind of hard to be focused on the game, but as, as much as you can tell from, you know, the little things that I were, was able to get is that tactically the, the idea that Bruce arena had for the team, uh, that he was coaching the, the new England revolution was a lot better than what Ben Olsen had put together. Um, he, in my opinion, he also did take a little bit too long for those changes to happen. Um, you know, just Baird was non-existent for the second time in a row. I don't know where this guy's been. He's been two games. He's been lost. So if y'all have, you know, pictures of him, let's post it out there. Hopefully we can find him. But, you know, just that, man, uh, I'm sure, you know, Joey and Manny can break it down a little bit better than I could. But to, to my, to what I saw is that we would just got over, uh, over tactically played. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, that's how I saw it at least. Well, here, we'll, we'll, we'll throw it to Manny. Manny, we got to watch it too. I don't know if you got to watch it after watching it live. I, I did. I got to watch a little bit too. Um, but man, what were your thoughts just overall? You know, this, this match in very cold weather, you know, a little bit of snow. Uh, not not to make an excuse of it, but, you know, just your game uh, or your idea of this game. I think overall, I think, you know, like I think I can uh, follow up what Chris was saying. You know, it's it was it was disappointing, just not disappointing how the scoreline shows. You know, I think uh, the scoreline shows like it was like, you know, a masterclass for Bruce, Ramirez, which it was. But, you know, but Dynamo had some moments, you know, that, you know. They controlled the ball and everything, but they didn't do nothing with the ball because if you really think about the game, the only two uh, key moments that now was the header from uh, from uh, Ivan Franco that he did in the first half and the uh, and the set piece that Hector had just moments before the 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 half first half ended. Other than that, there was no real threat in the box. There was no clear chances. There was no you could say like oh if he if he shot that you know ball right it would have gotten in. None of that. Reason why? Because Bruce Arena just closed down the midfielder, so everyone everyone was trying to go through the mid. But by the time they're going to the wide, uh, you know, Tate Schmidt was leaving the whole back line open. Dorsey was still running up and down. It was by the time it was like we got organized to do something. Uh, the rest will counterattack real quick, and we got that goal. You know, and then that's that's you know that's how soccer is. You know, you won by the details, not by overall play. Yeah, it's good that you mentioned because we saw a few changes, right? We saw Thor starting over Sebastian Pereira. Uh, we know Amina Basi had been kind of, you know, uh, a little injured. Maybe they didn't want to risk him from the start. Uh, we did get to see him a little later on. But, you know, just subtle changes. Uh, Escobar also being hurt. He didn't even make the bench. Um, so, you know, it's, it's Griffin Dorsey, right? Griffin Dorsey didn't have, like, one of the best games along with a, a lot of others. But I bring Griffin Dorsey because, Joey, that's your guy, right? That's your boy, Dorsey. He's my you, boy. You got to, you know, ride or die with Dorsey. But, you know, lately you've been taking over the uh, ranking of the players as well. And uh, I just wanted you to touch up on just what you thought on the players themselves. For Dorsey? You can start on Dorsey, man, and, and then we'll hit a – you know, hit whoever others that, you know, you want to mention. Got it for Dorsey, though. He started off the game, I thought, first 35 minutes of the game. He was our best player. I thought he was shutting down that side pretty well. I thought he was 
carrying the ball pretty well into the offense. But then, man, once that mistake came, once he missed that man, that goal scored, he just went downhill. He couldn't defend. He he wasn't even passing well after that. He had a few good moments were in transition, but God, he just fell apart after that goal. And that's when that needs to get better from him. And I thought the other most disappointing guy was Tate Schmidt on the other side. I thought he was as bad as Dorsey was in the second half for the whole game. He was just he was just poor. He didn't really do much of anything. He had that one nice cross, but it was really bad. But then the center backs, the center backs, I got to give them some credit because I thought they played a pretty brilliant game especially the first half. I thought they were unstoppable. and But then, you know, when it gets to a point when the fullbacks just keep getting beat, you know, wingers, fullbacks get into the byline, putting in open cutbacks and crosses. There's nothing the defenders could do about that. And it also doesn't help when they give the near post shot away and then Steve Clark lets it in every single time. Yeah, uh, to me, and I think that's something that I discussed before, just I, I don't see being able to play with Dorsey and Schmidt at the same time. You know, I think uh, having those two guys that are, you know, actively going, you know, forward kind of creates a lot of gaps. And overall, I don't think Dorsey did a terrible um, a terrible job whenever he came to defending. Even on the goals that, you know, that he was taking on, he stayed with the guy. Obviously, the cross came, and there's a few rec- ricochets and stuff like that. But overall, I think his defending was much better than than Tate. You know, uh, new guy basically came from the streets to the team sheet, as I said last week. But we finally saw, like, uh, you know, the other team just taking advantage of of Tate Schmidt. And not necessarily saying that this is a guy that doesn't deserve to play. I think he's shown the potential of starting and, and being a good player. But he was definitely exposed. And... At the same time, there wasn't much of attack, and I don't want to start, you know, going into the whole Corey Bear hate train. But at the end of the day, we haven't seen this guy. We've seen him start and just completely, um, you know, not necessarily show during the game. It looks like he's a great player to have in scrimmage and in preseason matches and towards the end of the season when it really doesn't matter. But um, you know, one thing that you mentioned, uh, Joey, on your on your ra- ratings, it, basically that is like, what the hell did, where was he at? Because a few times that we saw him get the ball and try to make a run, it was non-existent. We, he would allow, you know, Dorsey to push up the field, everybody pushing up the field for him just to lose the ball and get countered. So that's that's just a little bit of what we saw from from Baird uh Christian I know that's one thing that you pointed out whenever we watch it you're like look at that it's Baird again losing the ball what, what do you want to add on that Sorry. I have no words um and it's one of those things that like you have to see what Ben Olsen is gonna do for his next game um so, so, you know kind of like what Joey was saying like we don't want to talk down on players we don't want to you know just be all negative or you know we're, we're I don't think we're that type of people but I think we can also recognize when players are not doing great. And 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 I think we're not the only ones that can see it. I mean, it's been obvious that Baird hasn't had two really good games. Like the both games that he played, he started, they're not really good. So like when are we going to start seeing changes on the side? When are the new like the opportunities to this new to the younger guys, to the new guys are going to be, you know, coming? Because one thing, like you were saying, maybe he's a really great player in practice you know, uh, scrimmages, whatever it may be, right, in practice, he he kills it, but it's not really translating into the field, and I think we're wasting a lot of time 
Uh, let me see. When did he come out? Minute 66. I mean, that's a whole, you know, two thirds of the game where the right side is just loose. You know what I mean? Like all the balls that go through Baird, you know, I mean, half of the time gets lost. He came out after we were already down 3-0. Exactly, like those, which yeah. which is which is kind of dumb because if you think about it, like you know, all most of the goals came from like the side of Dorsey. Well, not from the side of Dorsey because both of them, you know, Schmidt got yeah. got beat on the first one, right? But you know, it's basically the defensive side. So it's like, but basically that's what we were talking about the last game. You know, Dorsey having the pressure to attack and defend at the same time. It's just it's so much stress because you know that the guy in front of you is not going to you know, give you that coverage that you may need, you know, to maybe get a, a guy behind your back. You can't really push up because the guy won't be able to defend and stuff like that. I mean, I'm sure Baird has, I mean, he has the talent, right? You know, he was the, the rookie of the year when he first came on the scene. He it hasn't been that long since then, you know, it's been a few years, but it hasn't been that long. So obviously the talent is there. He is one of the starters for this team, but if he's not going to play like a starter, then why keep him every game till the 60th minute, you know? And and I think we have, you know, kids like Nelson Quinones who maybe will give you a little bit more explosiveness. Uh, he has a little bit more desire, or it seems like it at least whenever he comes in. Obviously, uh, Amin Abbasi, he was injured, so maybe he's not going to be able to start. But, you know, when are we going to start seeing, you know, Caicedo a little bit earlier? Shit, even even throw a Mujib in there, you know, like put him as a right back and have Dorsey step up a little bit more. I know we're we're kind of low, uh, depleted on that, you know, right side of the field when it when it comes to fullbacks. But Dorsey, you know, we have to remember Dorsey was a was a winger, right? Was he played in in the right in the midfield in the right, and I think he did a pretty good job. Obviously, he ended up sitting in the back because you know with Valentin and them we, we didn't have a lot of. Uh, space there, but I think if es- es- uh, Franco Escobar comes back, he could probably sit, you know, on that fullback, the right side, and just throw a Dorsey up front, right in front of him. Yeah, that's a Dorsey good, that, that's a a good uh, point. Uh, Joey, would you want like Dorsey to take over Bear Spot, like he's mentioning? Like, yeah, I think it could be Sonic. I think I think Dorsey throws in a better cross than almost anyone on the team as of right now. Right, Maybe right. Bassi, but we haven't seen him yet. Um, I think he is good in that forward position. I think he'd be really good in a five back. I don't know if they want to experiment with that. Yeah. I think that's his perfect role. And then the other guy that we've seen kind of have some good flashes uh, has been Ivan Franco. You know, he's been a little refreshing to see on the wing. I think he lacks a little bit of that, um, you know, kind of dangerous approach of attacking. It seems he's not a fast guy. It's really easy to see that he's not a fast guy. He's good with the ball. Uh, but he's always going to look for that check down or play down the middle. But he's been dangerous. You know, he's been one of those guys. But uh, Manny, before I describe too much, what, what have you liked of him and maybe some un- different new guy that, from this season? Uh, yeah, with Franco, I think uh, I think the people you, you see all his highlights, is just his, his silkiness. He goes through the midfield real, real nice. And, you know, he doesn't lose the ball as, as easily as anyone does, you know, especially as your forward player. You don't want to, you want to have the ball control. You want to make sure you can dribble and get past people. And that's what he does. And I think, you know, you know, he plays on the wing, you know, on the lineup. You know, you always see him drafted, drifted in the middle because he, that's, I think that's what feels more comfortable for him, yeah. which is, which is, which is, uh, you know, that's where he's been playing ever since in uh, Paraguay. But, uh, I feel like him is good. Uh, 
Arthur, I think I like him a lot. You know, we don't say a lot about him because you know he doesn't make any mistakes. When you don't yeah. make mistakes, you don't get you can call out, which which has been good because this past two games, I think you can you can say that none of the goals that we were let in were because of him because he's been solid. He's been keeping players at bay, helping that defense. You know, we can see right now that all of our penetration has been on the wings, you know, yeah. on the fullbacks and everything. But I think for me, those two have been really good pieces. Uh, uh, Franco was just the silkiness, making you know the 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 play more explosive. It's pretty crazy because he's so little and he's won what two like headers and yeah, right, two headers, one in the first game and one in the second game. Is that yeah, yeah? No, you're right. No, you're right. There was one in the game. He had a clear chance in the header and then one here in the first half of uh, of New England. It, yeah, it just, he, yeah, he does it, man. He does it. He does it. He got the hops. And then I guess to not necessarily finish off, but another guy was Nelson Quinones, right? We keep calling for his name. Uh, he played very well the first game. And in this game, I think he struggled coming in. Yeah, sure enough, he came in after 3-0. Uh, things had changed a little bit. But, Joey, I'll bounce this one to you. Is it me? Or instead of playing kind of out wide, it looked like he kind of moved in more centrally once he came in yeah i think that's where they were trying to play the passes to more into that central area because you know we couldn't get past their fullbacks whatsoever i mean he was playing up against the juan jones he's like probably maybe the best left back in mls so i think that was maybe where they were trying to hit him more try to run at romney a bit didn't work too much because i think canoes just kind of lacks that sharpness but i think it's definitely something he he's good at he could come inside more instead of just being a typical winger yeah, and I think he has the speed. He has the physicality. So, again, he he looked good when he comes in. But this game, he got a little, you know, uh, kind of had some Corey Bear to him, got a little lost. But at the same time, what, there's not a lot you can do when you're going in at 3-0. And at that time, you know, New England's going to sit back and look for a counter for that fourth goal, which almost came, actually. But Christian, man, anything you want to add on a specific player that you can think of? I was well. Funny enough, I was I was watching the the first goal. I was I was going back to kind of see where uh, Clark was was standing. Um, but I would have loved to hear you know what Rodrigo had to say about the goalkeeping. Um, I don't. I I mean I don't know if it's an issue or not. I'm not very well. I mean I don't think you have to be terribly well versed in goalkeeping to kind of know positioning right. But I would you know I would have loved to hear his perspective on it. Uh, it's not that the goals seem easy because, you know, they, I guess they were, but they weren't at the same time. But it just seems like, it, I don't know, you know, just crosses, you know, across the field that I feel like a little bit better reaction. But like I said, I'm not well versed in goalkeeping. I need to watch him again a couple, a couple more times to kind of see his, his placement on the ball. But I mean, just bad luck, you know, I think Dorsey, that first, that first goal is just bad luck, you know, just kind of went through his legs he he was kind of positioned in the right place uh it was a really good play by by new england so there's nothing you can do there um i, I think our strength is in the midfield obviously so i don't i don't know i think we i forgot who i heard it from i wish i could remember so i could give him credit but um they were talking about how the off seasons for for the or at least, i don't know if the mls in general but the dynamo at least it's super short you know and a month and a half with a whole new squad with, you know, 12, what, 12, 14, 15 players, new players coming in and kind of like the same amount going out, new coach, new coaching staff, 
new tactics, you know, language barriers between a bunch of these guys. You know, you have Franco, Carrasquilla, Herrera that don't even speak English. You know, that's your one of your three starters, your center backs. See, I don't know how they communicate. See, you know? this is what Christian says that I stop him because that was the next topic they were going to hit, man. And, and that's great that you bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, obviously, I think we're done with talking about New England. It's awful. Yeah. It was embarrassing, especially for us, man, that we went to check out our new sponsor, Super Hive, hoping for some kind of, you know, Dynamo to pick up some points just to get completely annihilated. But that's that's a transition to, you know, do we hit the panic button? That's what I was gonna say. And you know, you can keep going, Christian, because I think you're on the on the right track of basically answering that. Yeah, just just that. Like I don't think we have to hit the panic button yet. I mean it's barely week two. There's you know, nothing has been said, nothing has been Nothing is written on stone yet, right? It's two games, obviously, two very difficult games for us in the on the road, you know, away from home, something that we have been, you know, historically bad at, you know, just kind of winning away, getting points away. I think we're going to have to be starting getting scared if we come back home and we start losing, you know, in a, in a bad way. I think overall, we're not playing terrible, but at the same time, you know, there has to be fixes that I think a lot of us can see, right? Obvious one is the right wing. I think we we obviously see the deficiency there. Um, but like I said, new players, new team, a, a lot. I think the names are a lot better than what we had last year, but that's a conversation for another day, I guess. But I think the names are better. Um, I mean, even with our midfield just being Coco, you know, Hector Herrera and, and Arthur, I think it's the most solid midfield that I've seen in years in this Dynamo. And and it's extremely solid, um, but obviously we just need people to to play make, you know, to to kind of put the 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 team into I don't know into something, right? And and it's just like a lot of the a lot of that falls into the wingers, into the guys that run with the ball, that push forward, and also a thing that we have seen our number nines have been lost, you know, first with with uh Sebastian Ferreira. He's been lost. Thord obviously did not have a good time either because he was also kind of lost in a way. Um, but no, I don't think it's time to panic. I think it is time. I think we have to understand where we're at as a club as well. I mean, don't expect. I, I honestly, I'm not even expecting playoffs again. But it's like don't expect to to be up there, you know, fighting with Nashville, fighting with Seattle. Like they're light years away from us, right? It, it's still the a work in progress and we just have to kind of understand that and you know obviously everybody's gonna start bitching and fighting and you know there's some people out there hating the team already yeah but it's it's a work in progress i mean you have to see the vision like from five years from now not not this year because you're not gonna get a lot from this year <laughs> it's funny that earlier you mentioned rodrigo because i was thinking about the fact that when we were doing you know quick predictions through each game he mentioned, you know, you if you lose the first one, you're probably going to lose the second one and you'll probably lose the third one. And he mentioned that when do we start applying, you know, if 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 the Dynamo do lose three straight, when do we start applying uh, pressure on Ben Olsen? We know that at the end of the day, it looks like this is a long-term thing. But Joey, when do we start applying some pressure to Ben Olsen? Got to give, give him at least half a season. I mean, we look, Right now, we look like a team with a new coach and new players. You know, there's no sharpness, there's no chemistry right now. And you gotta just gotta give it time for it to prove. I know that's what no Dynamo fans want to hear, but you gotta give them time. 
And I think that's that's exactly it. You know, uh, we see it as or, you know, as, as, when you look into it, it's a brand new coach. Uh, you know, half of basically the squad is new. They need time. But then whenever you see the big picture of a Dynamo fan, they see it as like this is a third reveal, rebuild that it's happening. This is almost like 10 years of like just, you know, not doing good. So I think it starts just giving like a bad taste in people's mouth. But Manny, you know, what are your thoughts too, man? In the sense of take just this, the the season as a whole, we've two games, two losses. Next match is going to be against Austin, probably a loss, depending of, you know, hopefully we get a few of the Haitian players that played midweek against them, you know, to be added to the group. I mean, that, that Charlie guy, man, got some, some, was it Chari? Chari got some good headers on them, man. Man, we can get them. But yeah, no, um, you know, your just your thoughts of the season so far, and you know, what about Ben Olsen? I mean, overall, just result wise, just the scoreline was pretty, you know. Now we want to see, you know, the opening two matches, you know, two losses. But overall, you can see some improvements. First of all, you see is the set plays, set pieces have been drastically better than the last year's. So you could say that already, drastically better. Uh, the core midfielder and the two center backs has been. A phenomenally upgrade. They feel like they're working together and getting controlling that midfielder. Of course, it's just, it's just going to be just a little bit, you know, things to iron out. I think you know, two games is just two games. You know, it's not we're not talking about you know halfway mid pit season and we're last place. You know, we're talking about just uh, you know teams teams have a bad start in the beginning of the season. You could we could give you many examples of you know premier teams, like Liga teams, Serie A teams that start bad. You know, but they will pick up the form in midway. I think, you know, uh, at the moment, Ben Olsen has been saying the right things, has been doing the right things. Maybe, like you said, maybe doing the substitutions a little bit a little bit earlier. That's my only criticism at, at the moment. But I think uh, I, the next two games at home are hard. Austin, even though they got whooped 3-0, but still, it's still, you know, they're still, they're still a good team. You know, they're, they went to the semi, they went to the conference final last year. And so, and you got New York F, New NYCFC, who's apparently got everyone back. You know, they have a reunion and they're they're ready to start cooking. But I would say by midpoint, especially after the two Texas derbies that we have, the one in May after Austin and Dallas, uh, we'll see from there because that's going to be almost one third of the matches played, and we'll see from there. But I, I, I do believe we can get points and turn this around. Yeah, of course. You know, you don't lose the season in the first two match days of, of it. Right. But at the end of the day, um, it, it's not necessarily worrying, but it's definitely something you have to look into. Christian, you want to add something? No. Cause we also, I think we have to look at our opponents. I mean, if you're going to just go in and be like, well, we're, we're the dynamo. We have to win. It's like, well, we're the dynamo, you know, every, put everything in, you know, all the, the players, the new coaches, the new, this and new that, you know, the whole rebuild, and then you kind of go in and you look at an FC Cincinnati that came from a really good season last year. If you come from a you know a New England Revolution that has a pretty good team, I mean they're undefeated, no goals against. I, I like I said, two games in, but I mean they're still kind of shaping up, you know, little by little to to kind of be fighting up there, right? So it's not just about who we are and what we look like, but also like where where are we going to play? You know, where are the opponents? You know, we can't expect to go on a cold night you know knowing who our guys are yeah i know that the weather maybe doesn't affect but i think it kind of has something to do with it right but i mean you have to look at our opponents 
And also one of the things that Dustin said that is like, we, we probably won't get any points till I think he was a little bit more negative. I think he said April. Till April, yeah. Uh, because I mean, you have Austin, you have uh, New York, you have uh, San Jose Earthquakes, cause, who also has got a little rebuild going. You know, you got Galaxy, Red Bull, Miami. I mean, LAFC, the the teams that we got, you know, in these first ten games, they're gonna be tough for us, you know, and and it's gonna be it's gonna be a really good proof of like, are we going to be able to hang with the big boys? And I mean, let's be honest, historically we haven't been hanging with nobody. I mean, last place two years in a row. And it doesn't look like we're doing a lot better either, you know, coming into this year. But look at the small progress. I mean, our, our midfield is very solid in a way. Uh, the 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 middle three guys, you know, we're still. I think we're still finding pieces in the back line. I mean, the fact that our our two fullbacks are not their starters. You know, the the quote unquote, you know, Brad Smith and Franco Escobar are supposed to be our starters. They're both injured. You know, th- those were the guys that we brought in to be starters. Uh, our center backs are those the starters? I don't know. Are there could they be rotated? You know, is Daniel Starris not starting for physical reasons, or is he just not that good compared to Bartlow? So everything around those three guys in the midfield is still kind of like a work in progress. And I, you know, I guess you can take Sebastian just because of the amount of money we paid for him. So it's four to five guys that you're like for sure, for sure are starters, but then everybody else could be rotated at this point in time. You know, so it's like. How are we how are we expecting this team to go to a New England revolution and you know playing up to par with them? I think we did okay, but you know obviously it, the goals came right. But if, when half of your team is not like starter starters, but is your maybe your second option, you know, or maybe you just kind of throw them there because they're still kind of competing in the background well, i mean you know, that's that's debatable though because at the end of the day whoever you put in there you have to go in and start you know yeah it's we we don't we're if you look at the roster as a whole of course it's not even close to like an lafc or someone bigger of their starters and their bench and probably their reserves could beat the dynamo for sure right uh with just even if it's just their starting 11 but joey throwing it to you you know christian made a good uh point of like did we really expect to go into New England and get points? You know, historically, we've been off on the road. We've got lucky, I guess, last year to catch, you know, more more away matches that we've done in a while. But I think if we're going to throw it into Ben Olsen and putting him on the hot seat, then the thing that we have to see, and that's when I want to get your opinion, is wouldn't it be what we do at home more than away this year? Oh, definitely. I mean, especially with the matchups, too. Like, you look at the first bunch of away matches, you got Eastern Conference finalist, the last year's Supporters Shield, even though they had a down year last year, they look to be back. I mean, their next game is San Jose. They got a lightning quick attack. They're looking better. And then you got, what, LAFC after that? Red Bulls, LAFC? Two other strong teams, old champions, and the Red Bulls are a strong playoff team every year. Like, I don't expect to get many points from any of those games. And it's yeah. the home games we gotta yeah. win. Yeah, I mean, we right. look at uh look at Austin next week. I think Austin we get, it's actually a pretty good chance for us because they're gonna have to play again on Tuesday and they lost three nothing. So yeah, they're gonna they're have gonna to, have to put some starters. of the starters in, which that could also work against us in our favor because they might be a little more sharp. Sure, but they could also be tired. So we'll see how that goes. We'll be on two weeks rest, but our home games are coming up. Most of them are pretty winnable, and we gotta we gotta take advantage of that. That's how you make playoffs in MLS. You win your home games, and you know squeak a few points on the road and you're you're gonna make the playoffs 
Yeah, I think that's something that we definitely lost recently before, you know, you would come play at whatever the name of the stadium was that the Dynamo played in. And and you knew that it was going to be difficult for the opponent to get points. And then eventually it was the opposite, you know, especially the last two years. We saw anybody and their mama come in and get points out of here. You know, seeing teams like Vancouver or Montreal or Charlotte come to town and just, you know, whack us when they come to from like maybe colder weather or whatever. And they come in 100 degree Houston and they outplay the Dynamo. That's ridiculous. And so home, I think. As much as Austin's one of the favorites, definitely the favorite to win that game against a Dynamo, you know, on paper, you have to prove them wrong from that very first game. And I don't really care about Copa Tejas by any means, but you just got to beat whoever comes to your house. Manny, you want to add, or Christian, you want to add anything? No, yeah, I just want to say, yeah, like I, I, this is directly to the players. I don't even know if they listen or not, but I know that Austin is not a, really a derby for us just because, you know, whatever. Some people do. Some people consider it. I, me personally, I hate Austin, right? So I think I hate Austin more than I hate Dallas at this point, just just because. Uh, but I have there's a message for the players. These games have to be won, period. Like Dallas, Austin, I need to beat them every single time. Anywhere we play, home, away, I need a win. But especially so, at home. You don't want to lose at home. Especially at home. Like, it's embarrassing. Like, I don't want these, you know, green turds you know coming in and and beating us at our home so like i know that obviously the mls you know it's not the same feeling you know we're we're all from like different parts of the world or whatever it may be and we might feel the game differently or whatever but derbies derbies are meant to be won period i don't care if we win you know with a thousand yellow cards you know wasting time i don't care how we win this game well we gotta win it i don't care so hopefully you guys get the message yeah, I mean, and then I guess to bounce it to Manny, I mean, it's true, right? Ben Olsen talked about bringing the nasty and bringing this and bringing that. And we really haven't seen it. But whenever it's a rivalry match, you have to bring that against Austin and Dallas. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, it's always saying, you know, when it comes to a rivalry matches, form goes out the window. You know, that's that's where, you know, the passion's there. The team is playing for the fans, not just for who's on form. You know, this player is been doing that you know their you know mvp you know like the ruzi was last year everything goes out the window you're playing it for the team you're playing for the fans you're playing for each other you know that's where you get the most respect that's where fans get more respect for you but not only that you know when you play at home people are there you know uh they're trying you know do the best they can to get there get there early and and have a good experience and of course what a better experience is to be there seeing your team win especially on the rivalry matches, you know, it makes you have the energy like, no, let's come again next year. Let's come again next week. Let's come again, you know, keep that push. It keeps that momentum going. Actually, after you win a rivalry, you know, you can take the whole, you can take the whole league by storm. So winning that is a boost of confidence at any point in the season. Yeah. I mean, I think we all hope that that is the case. It's Dynamo go out there and get full three points, leave nothing on the table, you know, get a couple red cards for God's sake, start this rivalry to be a rivalry like the Dallas, has been with you know Ricardo Clark kicking people. Don't don't do that. But you know what I mean. Like get a little bit aggressive, guys, man. Show do it. Yeah, it was, man. You no, become a I fan favorite right away. You get a you get a well, good red card. I, I was gonna say I remember uh Pat Onstead uh just before the kickoff of the beginning game he's like the 
the only rivalry he sees is Dallas. Uh, there's no, there's only, there's only one rivalry that was Dallas. Austin's not even the question. And also, if if y'all can if y'all can hit Ruti in the face, that's even better. By the way, just <laughs> yeah, no just turn it out there. Just turn it out. <laughs> but all right, guys, I think that's all we got. We'll definitely break down this game uh, against Austin coming up uh, next week. Uh, we do have a couple. Well, I picked three, so it'd be perfect. We'll do one each, and then I'll finish off with a a question that I have. Maybe it's not a great question, but we'll 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 finish it off like that. But um. Guess we'll go with uh, depth chart questions. Uh, and this one, Joey, you can answer, man. Um, Riley asked, "Are we still not worried about the center back depth chart?" I'm not super worried right now because I think Teenage and Bartlow have looked pretty good, especially the second game. I thought the first game they struggled a bit passing out the back, but there's definitely a big improvement the second time around. I think more I'm worried about the wide defenders. But then again, the guys we are starting right now are not the starters. So it's really about getting healthy in the in the back. I'm also a little worried about goalkeeper too. But yeah, definitely goalkeeper and wide defenders more than center back. I guess one thing that I would ask you to follow up. that He didn't ask this, but I just thought about it. Would you want to see maybe Stettis, uh, you know, pair up with Hadevi? I think it might be matchup dependent. I think maybe when you're going in some of those more Bigger guys, you might want to see Sterizen because he's a little more better in the air than Bartlow is. And then when you go more about a transition game, Bartlow's a little quicker than him, a little better passing. And, I mean, we've been asking for Bartlow to get games. So I have nothing against him getting games and trying to polish his game. But, you know, that's a that's a, a topic that people have been commenting on, whether, you know, they want Sterizen over Bartlow. Yeah, Bartlow's not going to get any better on the bench, so exactly. got to play him. Christian? No, I just want to throw in, I can't wait till U.S. Open games to see Mikel, yeah. see how he can fit yeah. in also. I agree. I think there's some potential there. Um, hey, there's actually a Corey Baird question. Uh, who wants to? Who, Christian, no, Christian already talked too much about Amani. I'll give you this question. Our boy Hootie's asked, can Baird not start again, please? We need to win. We need to go all out with the best. I mean, we touched about this, man. I think, you know, you add whatever you want, Manny. Oh, man. I, you know, uh, we already say I know about Corey Bear, but we can have a whole session of podcasts just talk about Corey Bear at this point. But uh, I I would prefer to see Kionis. If, if Bossy is fit by then, you know, put Bossy in there right there. But if if you have to see the dark, the chat, Bossy's not even, you know, fit enough and Kionis is not even you know, whatever, for some reason, not starting. I mean, who else we got unless we go put Dorsey, like, you know, as we said, and put Escobar on right back. But at the moment, there's no real way to say that he won't start. But I'm just hoping that, you know, something comes up, you know, from this week. Next, next quarter, I don't know, people get form, fit, and have Bossy in uh, over Bear. Well, that's my opinion. But we'll see what, what happens next week. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of time. You know, if people are hit with injuries, they have, you know, mentioned earlier, two weeks to get healthy. And uh, we'll finish this one with Joey. Joey, uh, the question is, can this squad make the playoffs? So just as, you know, this squad, can this squad make the playoffs? Uh, it was extended to nine teams, I think, for sure. I think any team in MLS can make the playoffs at that point. I think it's more disappointing if we don't make playoffs, but it's all about growing into the season. We got to hit form at the right time, get in the playoffs, and hopefully bring momentum in. If we uh, if we keep stalking in the beginning of the season, I think it might not be that bad because I think definitely have easier matchups as the year goes on. 
and then we could definitely work on building that momentum and that sharpness and getting the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're right. And I'm sure they're looking into adding a couple more pieces. Obviously, we saw uh, the Argentine, Jair Gonzalez. It looks like he's with Dynamo Doe's, nothing official yet. Um, so we'll see kind of what, who else they end up adding in the summer. But Christian, Joey, Manny, anything you guys want to add that I that I probably miss as I think of my question? No, man. I think I think we, we got it all. We got it all. I just, I don't know. We're, we're, I think slowly we are progressing slowly, very slow, but we are progressing as a club. We are progressing. I mean, as a club, I think we progressed a lot in a year. I mean, if you look at where we were at, if if you want to look outside the field as a club, we progressed so much that is, it's kind of insane sometimes when you look at all the things that the club has done as a club to, to kind of get up to speed with everybody else in the world of the MLS and eventually the product on the field is going to follow hopefully but i think we're still you know in a period of transition you know i i don't think the names that we have are the names that we really i mean you know i don't think these are playoff material team yet but i think eventually we, we will get there and i think the dynamo will be a very a contender you know i I have in my idea, in my mind, that in the next 10 years, we'll become a Seattle Sounders. So hopefully, we'll see. Wouldn't that be nice? Hopefully, I'm not wrong. But if, if nobody wants to add anything, then I can I can throw my, my dumb question. Hopefully, it makes sense. In the past, we've done a little bit of like, what if or, you know, hypothetical questions. But I thought of something kind of interesting, you know, because we see it often. But the question would be, would you rather... See the Dynamo always get scored one goal, like every game. Basically, you don't have a uh, clean sheet ever. Always get one goal minimum. We'll go with one goal minimum. And then, or see the Dynamo always score just one goal. That's it, each game. So, you know, what would you prefer? That That's a, it's a good, it's an interesting question because, you know, obviously the other team can always, if you're only scoring one goal, the other team can score two and that's it, you know. But if the other way around, you have the opportunity to win, but it never seems to go away. So I don't know if my question makes a lot of sense, but Joey, we'll start with you, man. Would you rather just always never get a clean sheet or always just score one goal? I'd say never get a clean sheet because you know, I'd rather see, I'd rather win games like, you know, 4-1, 5-1 than see us just grind out one nothing wins every week like Stoke or something. Yeah, I like that. I like that. What about you, Manny? What are you thinking? I was like, oh, that was a hard one to question because, you know, as you always say, you know, like I'd rather have our team winning by multiple goals and uh, and can see one. But, you know, if we bring, if we, if we bring back in reality and see how our team is, it's like, okay, uh, if they score navigating clean sheet, will we get that goal? <laughs> you know, but, you know, that's just, you see how it is right now. But, but I prefer not having a clean sheet and making sure, you know, we win. You know, that's, I think that's all uh, the fun. Yeah, we've, we've seen, uh, and actually one thing that I was going to add earlier was, you know, mentioning Ferreira. Last year, Ferreira struggled too. So I don't know if it's something of Ferreira just getting, you know, taking a while to warm up to score some goals, but hopefully that's not the case. But Christian, what about you, man? You're taking the clean sheet or you're uh, scoring one goal game? I'm very, I'm very like, I'm, I'm trying not to be impulsive and take the, the negative way, not the negative, but the contrarian way out of saying always have a goal. But I think at this at this point in time it's like, you know, fuck them clean sheets. I I I need I need goals. So 
I can, I can, I'll take one for the team and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll try it. We'll figure it out. Hopefully we can push bear to score a goal here and there to at least give us a tie. Yeah. Cause they're uh, just looking back to like last season, there was uh, at least five or six games that the dynamo did not score a goal. So, you know, just, you know, if you want to celebrate a goal each game, man, that's the way to go. But you know, We've we've touched everything we're going to touch on today. Christian, man, tell the people how they can connect with us. Yes. Uh, if I remember correct, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can always find us at BayouCitySoccer.net. Uh, you can go to our website. You can check everything out there. The content that we are putting out as a team is tremendous. So if I was you, or as Trump would say, huge. But go out there, check it out. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff going. I mean, literally every day there's new articles being posted, new original content uh, and everything like that. So buyucitysoccer.net. If you want to find us online, you can go to buy at buyucitysoccer. You can go Instagram, Twitter, even Facebook for your auntie. Uh, you can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 01 or 3. Bro, yeah, you people need to stop changing your handles. <laughs> but no, well, my Rudy Twitter Segura handle 3. hasn't changed since I created it. <laughs> Rudy Segura three for sure. Manny at Manny Olivares four or Manny Vela four. Why Vela? You're not even Vela, but whatever. And then Joey, I think at Joey Chavala ten, if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully that's correct. Yeah. And then you you yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. And then you can find me if you want to talk shit to me at Chris Putalias. You can. But don't forget BayouCitySoccer.net, and also you can find Senate Avenue. Brewing Company at Senate Avenue or Senate Ave, A-A-V-E on, on, on Instagram as well. And go check them out, man. Good beer. Really, like they 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 have their own beers. Like oh, they yeah. make their own beers. Awesome, good They're stuff. pretty good. And it's a really good place. It's a pretty dope place. And we're trying to make it the home for the Dynamo fans. So yep. go check it. Yep. I mean, yep. what what better can it be than the owner of the place is a Dynamo fan he yeah. sits there, watches the games with you. And there's a bunch of like Dynamo memorabilia. I can say all that over, memorabilia all, <laughs> all over the place. So go check it out, man. Senate Avenue Brewing Company, right there in Jersey Village. Yeah, hey, I've been craving that House of Lords. Oof, that's that's some good beard, man. Beer. He got a he got an award for that. He said, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So go Over check it out. Yeah. But I was gonna say, Joey, Joey, uh, you know, giving a little shout out to our our store. You finally got your you finally got your shirt, man. Yeah, how, how do you like it? It was really nice. Fits really well. It's uh, it smelled really good coming out of the package. By the way, there you go, yeah. man. They gave yeah. it. They gave it that touch. Yeah, it's, it's great, 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 great shirt. Yeah, I'm. I know. I do want to apologize for the people that bought uh, some of our merchandise. It, it's, it's been taking a little longer than expected. That's basically yeah. the answer I'm getting from Rudy's, from the store. Rudy's kids take forever to pack stuff, ah, dude. So. <laughs> it's a sweatshop I have, but you know, I can only do so much. But no, it's I, yeah, I got some of the merchandise. It's actually pretty good quality, so I'm kind of surprised. But um, Manny, yours hasn't come in yet. Now we're still struggling. <laughs> nah, my my my, my I look look. I, I bought them in January. It's pretty on like a, like awaiting printing state yeah. status at the moment. So I'm with you, man. <laughs> yeah, I've, that's, I've that's how much merch is being created. You know. Yeah, I've reached out to them. So many orders. But actually, it's funny because one of the ones that I bought finally said it was shipping, but I haven't got anything. So when it gets here, I'm sure it's going to be a nice piece of uh, clothing, but we'll see. 
how we can better improve that store. But uh, I'm glad, you know, for everybody that's uh, given um, some of your hard earned money to bring, you know, Bayou City Soccer to life. Thank you. And uh, with that, I guess I'm, I'll be doing the closing honor since Rodrigo's not here. But uh, with that, thank you, Houston soccer fans. Thank you for listening and keep it forever. Yeah.